Ooh, this episode is long overdue because we actually caught up with Laura Sid Siddle months ago after her very first Iron Distance win at Ironman Australia. So we caught up with her while she was on a bit of a high, but fair to say that high hadn't quite sunk in for her yet. Now, typically we don't talk too much try on this podcast about women in try, go figure. But this time we did actually want to chat race day because that was a pretty special day for Sid. So the first part is all about Ironman Australia, and we actually filmed that part live on Facebook as well. So you may have heard the first part of this podcast, and if so, feel free to skip to about 20 minutes in, um, or relive Sid's big day from the start. So let's dive in. There in hand, mine. Wait, where's my beer? Sponsored beer, is this? <laughs> uh, yes, not- not- notice the beer. What's the name of it? Uh, Young Henry's. Ah, after Henry, my puppy dog. If those of you who don't know uh, uh, or have looked at my Instagram, uh, you will see. I was going to say, if they don't know, they must be living under a rock. Exactly. It's the most famous puppy dog on Instagram. Um, okay, so this podcast is the first official podcast that I've done a little bit of live streaming. So we're just going to have a crack and see how we go. This is going to help us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, certainly. Yep, surely. Um, so for all of those in podcast land, we're actually here with Laura Siddle, uh, the Iron Man Australia champion. And it was probably about just under 24 hours ago that you actually became the Iron Man champ. Your very first Iron Distance win. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Do you want to say that again? <laughs> <laughs> champion! Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Um, dude, how are you feeling today? We spoke just uh, over text earlier today and you're, you were just saying that it's just all a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah, it's all been a bit of a blur today. I mean, you get you get that after you've done a, a full distance race anyway because you get that kind of mixes of your body doesn't really know what it's doing. It's tired, it's aching and then sort of lack of, you know, you're up early and then I never mm. sleep the night after a race anyway. And, yeah. So um, much caffeine and so sugar, much caffeine and sugar, and all the other crap that goes through your system, and then just the adrenaline and the buzz, and and I I went down to the finish line last night, so waited until like the last finisher came in, so that was about half midnight, and walked home, and then just tried to spend a bit of time, and I'm not sure whether whether it was a sensible thing to do or not, like catching up on social media and, and yeah. messages from people because I hadn't had chance to do that, and so was wide awake till about 3 a.m. and then wow. realized I needed to get up in an hour and a half. So Why an hour and a half? Well, I suddenly panicked that I had to write a speech. Um. <laughs> and I was meeting Glenn for a sunrise photo. Rom- I should say for sunrise romantic photo shoot. Was oh, jeez, <laughs> controversial. <laughs> Sorry, Lizzie. <laughs> Lizzie <who>? Yeah. <laughs> no, so... Um, yeah, so, so today's been, it's been good. It's just been a bit of a blur, like finding you uh, sort of trying to catch up with people and, and get around to the awards and the roll down and, and that sort of thing. But then also trying to just have downtime, which so, yeah, uh, yeah it's been a weird day. And, and yeah, I still have, haven't even read hardly mm. any of the messages or had chance to respond and you kind of want to respond because you want to thank people and yeah. it's really pretty humbling and I, I guess a bit overwhelming really yeah i bet yeah 
And the sport, the support, sorry, has been far and wide. Oh, I mean, even, yeah, just I think being at this race back in Australia and, you know, not very far from Sydney where I sort of started the sport and so, so many friends were there and then friends that I've met through the sport. Um, Just out on course, there were so many people out there that I knew or who knew me, which was fantastic and pretty humbling and then just all the... All the messages I got in the days leading up to the race, um, not that they added any additional pressure no. to the race at all. Um, you were handling the pressure pre-race so well. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all, yeah, it, it was just trying to like switch off those distractions. But now I had chance and just the night before the race, you know, just appreciating and, and take trying to take it all in of the support from all over the world i guess really. yeah yeah how did you go i felt a little bit bad i'll be honest um uh two two days before the race i think it was i don't i don't know what was happening but it came up alcohol came up in conversation and i just said oh that's all right we'll be drinking your um celebratory <laughs> champagne on monday and you just went shut up and walked away and i was like oh i can because i think yeah. it's fair to say you haven't gone into an iron distance race as the race favorite you've gone flying under the radar people are starting to get to know how impressive you are as an athlete in the past 12 months but you haven't rocked up to a start line as the race favorite but it was you were here there was no denying it yeah yeah that's right yeah so normally uh, yeah the last few races um not so much the underdog but there's yeah definitely not been sort of up there or i've come off the back of a race yeah two weeks before and so i've got kind of no nothing to lose and no expectations yeah. and yeah. stuff. So yeah, it was very different going into this race with everybody just saying, Yep, yeah, you're you're the favourite and this is that this is your time and this is oh, that chance to take the tape. And and you know, it's lovely. Like the messages I got from people were yeah, it's really humbling and it was mm. really nice to receive them. But it also I was you gotta ignore it because it's you know, you still got to get the job done and yeah. it's a long day and anything can happen and you don't know who's who's going to turn up on the day. And, and by that, I mean, like, you don't know. You, you could be in the best shape of your life and mm. on the day the body doesn't just doesn't fire or you might have not had the best lead up, but on the day you yeah. have an absolute blinder and, you know, a couple of the women hadn't raced for a while, so I had no idea what form they were in. Yeah. Um. And it was just like, yeah, trying to keep my internal focus about transferring what we've been working on in training into into the race for my performance, I guess. And then hopefully yeah. that was going to put me at the right place at the end of the day. Yeah, it certainly did. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to know, uh, ob- obviously you had a blinder of a bike um, and you had a solid run. I know that you... Yeah. For one of a bit of phrase, started to die in the ass a little bit. <laughs> you said that, and, yeah. and it, you know, yeah, we can see that. All those comments that I was telling you, and then you, I realised later, you put them all out on, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> She's glad there's only one more left to go. Yeah, that was the glow stick that. one. Oh, the glow stick yeah, one. Because well. <laughs> the sunset's really, really early here. Like it's yeah. pretty yeah. much set already. It's getting dark, yeah. and you're getting. You're like, I hope they don't give me a glow stick. 
But it, it, it did yeah. help when I took my glasses off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it suddenly became a lot lighter Whoa. again. <laughs> um, but but regardless, you had a really solid, strong, a great race. But what I want to know is, um, and maybe not Daniela Reef, but I'm pretty sure every single athlete goes through dark places throughout the race, and that's that's what yeah. makes the long distance racing super exciting and 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 difficult and challenging because it's the mental up, ups and downs yeah. that you got to deal with as well as obviously the physical so when you're on the bike for just over what three minutes over five hours yeah. um what is going through your head and don't give me the bullshit like ah, rah, rah, rah. like do, does your mind ever wander or do you you know do you um, look back at those training days that were tough and you you draw on that or Actually, yesterday in the race, I'm pretty pleased with how I executed the bike. Nice. Like, okay. I actually felt really present, and I'm not just saying that as the bullshit, but I actually <laughs> felt on it all the time and really focused. Um, yeah, except for when you saw me flying my drone. Except for... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, <laughs> <I> said, ooh! <laughs> but it meant... But I was still there. I yeah, wasn't yeah. kind of in a dark place kind okay. of thing. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, there was a stage, I think it was probably, there are a couple of parts in the middle of each lap where it's sort of just a long straight road and you're not near any towns and it's just that sort of bumpy bumpy road surface. And, you know, I, I didn't feel like I was making huge progress. Or you just, it's just a bit, there was not many people around and that sort of thing. Yeah. But, you know, I was quite lucky yesterday what I, I did, you know, I had... When when the lead motorbike decided I was in the lead, <laughs> so <laughs> so it was it was uh, kind of near the basically the far end of the bike course, so yeah. probably about forty k's in. Yeah. Um, and so we we were chasing well all of the females, yeah. so we were trying to bunny hop, and um, of course these guys are up the road a little bit, so we were trying to catch up. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Sid's hit the lead yet, but I I didn't know because we yeah. were trying to catch up. And I came around the corner and saw the lead moto and, and they were in front of uh, Karen. Yeah. And I said, is this the lead female? Because I hadn't seen you in the out and back. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I just went, I don't think so. <laughs> no. And then I realized that I we had seen you zoom past earlier. Yeah, yeah that was quite funny because I, I overtook Karen um, just coming off one of the bridges. Yeah. Do you say anything to them when you go past? No, because I wanted to go. I actually went. So something I didn't do in Taupo was I didn't go past with authority. Mm. And so that was something I've been working on. And so oh, good. I wanted to execute that. Cool. So as I approached Karen, um, I just sort of regrouped a bit and just sort of planned planned my attack, so to speak. Cool. And and so when I overtook her, hopefully took her one by surprise and two was putting enough power down that there was no way she was going to catch jump on my wheel yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um but it was funny as I did overtake her actually I, I noticed the the lead motorbike ahead had actually pulled over to the side to wait for her. Not it just got a little bit far ahead. Yeah, yeah. Not I mean yeah. they were great. They were always up the road. Yeah, it was legit. Was in, yep. Yeah. Um but yeah, so the the motorbike had pulled over the side so I rode straight past the motorbike and I thought oh maybe maybe it wasn't the lead motorbike. Maybe it was just like it was somebody of the you know, yeah. general public. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Imagine if you're like, yoo <laughs> And then, and just, and just carried on on my business. And then, uh, yeah, 
you came up and were like, are you in the lead? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> just like, I'll go back and tell the lead motorbike oh, they should be up. But going back to what you were saying, you know, that I then just used the motorbike as kind of a rabbit up yeah. the road. Is that the right word? So kind of sure. to keep me chasing that. So yeah. actually on the bike, I never went through a dark patch where I had to kind of really re group myself or anything like that yeah um you just love the bike as well don't you i did and i yeah. felt really good on the first lap so yeah. i was pretty happy and i just yeah. was trying to kind of trust the pro trust the sensations yeah and, and what i was feeling um and then I, I you know i was able you kind of break the break it down between the towns and you know there's a bit yeah. of a dead patch in between the two ta- the two towns at part of the course and then you know, looking for different signs. There's a roadwork sign, you know, stupid <laughs> things like there's a roadwork sign. And once I knew I got to that, the golf course wasn't too far away. And once yeah. you hit the golf course, you're coming to Matthew Flinders. And I, th- I think the only thing on the bike, like the first time at Matthew Flinders Hill, which again for for everyone is a, I think it's about 15% actually at the bottom. It's pretty, it's pretty damn steep. steep. Yeah. yeah. And it's on the first lap, it's just lined with yeah spe- spectators and it's amazing. And so I was kind of looking forward to that on the second lap and you mm. come around the corner and hit Matthew Flinders and everyone's buggered off to the finish. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just dead. And I was on like, the second lap? On the second yeah. lap. And I was just like, oh, there's no one there. Okay. Because yeah, <laughs> I, I kept saying to my moto, got to catch Sid. So we sat behind you for yeah. that the la- the two Ks leading into yeah. it. So I'm like, I want to film her going up there. And then we, we got there as well. And I'm like, oh. There's no one here. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to like Photoshop yeah. them. In. putting people in yeah. um so yeah so on the bike i didn't sort of have to i guess go through that um on the run a little bit different like i started the run and felt really comfortable and really relaxed and was really happy with the pace i was running at and you know it's what again we've been working at in training um i guess wasn't necessarily a dark patch but yeah i did struggle probably the last the last lap and maybe a lap and a half just yeah i don't know body yeah just wasn't hitting the paces that i wanted to and it suddenly i think the last pretty much probably the last 16k was yeah. kind of more of a slog just seemed to seem to last forever but it was at that point it's just a case of whilst you're not you never taking it for granted i knew it was just like don't bang the table you <laughs> Um, it was literally just keep putting one foot in front of the other and I knew um, Michelle wasn't gaining on me um, and she'd have had to run a ridiculously fast and actually I knew at that point I was probably putting time she was was slowing or suffering more than I was so it was just trying to like yeah just one foot in front of the other but I mean the thing about four laps you're always going past people at that point so there's always age group is around and they yeah. kind of they're on the whole probably going to be struggling more than yeah more than you are yeah so yeah did you find at any stage you had to be yelling at anyone to move move out of the way i mean your your rider was awesome she props was, to her she, she was, was unreal yeah so so she was behind me yeah um and that was a new experience for her she said she said she's done it a few four four years i think and she's always been in front but obviously they were told this year yeah to be behind the athletes I, what do you think? I think they should be in front, but you know, ten meters in front, so that then photographers can get you. Yeah, I, I guess I don't, it's what 
what are they there to do? I mean, if they're in front, then people can see that you you're coming. coming. Yeah. And so it does clear the way and stuff like that. But as you said, Sky, as her name was, she was absolutely brilliant. So even though she was behind me, she was yelling at... Yeah. yeah nicely yelling at the... Yeah. Um, she was awesome. Athletes in front. And yeah. she would say to me, which side are you going to go? You know, are you going to pass them on your left or your right? And she would then call out, yeah, know, right. lead female coming through, stay right or stay left cool. to them. And, and most of the time they they nicely, you know, obliged and moved. And then coming to the aid stations, um, I would normally shout ahead anyway, but she would always shout. And she said, well, yeah. what do you need? And she'd just shout. I mean, she couldn't, obviously, she's not helping, but just... Yeah, yeah. And I was yelling as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was it. Was pretty good, really. Yeah. I mean, there's a few, a few bits that you, you zip round people, but you yeah, know, you just that's part of the race, I guess. It's just, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have to wrap it up and say goodbye to our Facebook viewers <laughs> and say, yeah, no, we're in a little world. Um, but just quickly, um, first professional iron distance race. So you've now got two pro wins. Yes. Under your belt because yes. you had the half yes. last year. Yes. Um, it challenge. What was it? Challenge. Poznan. Poznan. Yep. Um, so now two professional wins under your belt, but there was a string of second places, but some close second places. Um, which I mean, I get frustrating, but can you almost reflect on them now and and see that it was more about a stepping stone as opposed to frustration. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you kind of go in that whole everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And so I was kind of thinking there's a reason why m- my time isn't yet. And I'm. Yep. it's maybe a bit fluffy and sometimes I don't believe in that stuff. But, you know, there was perhaps they were there cause, and then that meant that I came to do this race. Yeah. And then yeah. with so many people here that I knew and just yeah. being back in Australia and with it but having so much history then it was nice to have that opportunity to That's take cool. the win here yeah and as my first win yeah um so yeah and no i mean those second places yeah i mean it's getting a bit it was getting a bit of a running joke <laughs> and stuff but um always surprised man yeah but um you know you take so much learnings from them and, and yeah. the performances i had at those second places were ones i was incredibly proud of and Good. i was beaten on the day by world-class athletes yeah. so yeah and and there was lots of learning i took away from that and but that's all positive and it was only gonna yeah. build on it yeah awesome just quickly can you tell us what's your next race my next race is the challenge championship oh la la yeah. so keep an eye out for sid yeah on my european tour <laughs> yeah hopefully i'll see you over there yes yes that's the plan uh i'm gonna jump off here for a second uh hit go so just entertain the audiences <laughs> while I jump off. Drinking my nice beer. <laughs> All right, so we are back after our Facebook uh, live little insight with Laura Siddle. All about new experiences. It is, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, now, I'm not sure if you've been listening to our podcasts, <laughs> but I buy a present, or maybe I've made a present, who knows, you never know. Uh, for all of my guests in the hopes that one of you bring me a present. But no one's done it yet. So this is a test. Actually, no, wait. I've got to give you the present first. So uh, bear with me, folks. I'm just going to go and grab it. Won't be a second. Talk talk amongst yourself. (laughs) You 
can edit this bit out though, so it's alright. <laughs> what do you give a winner? Yay! Oh, so, <laughs> oh, double parking. <laughs> Brilliant. Alright. Hazzy. So the present is a bottle of champagne, or not champagne, it's sparkling wine. Uh, for our winner, we've got to celebrate while we're here. So I'm going to get Laura to open that okay. and practice opening a bottle of sparkling wine because I think there's going to be more of this to come as she lands on <laughs> you, more and more podiums. Do you want me to open it and spray it though? I'm pretty sure you don't. No, you've already ruined yeah. my camera from yesterday, <laughs> although I did tell you to spray it at me. I need to get like a waterproof oh, lens. Did I... Oh, there's crap all over it. Oh, no. <laughs> you did say turn and face you. Yeah, no, I did. And the other two girls were kind of... Struggling a little bit. Yeah, Jess needs to learn how to open champagne. Yeah. Yep. Now, we've got to get the sound oh. on the mic. The popping sound. Don't don't spill champagne on any of my equipment. <laughs> yeah, good job. That is one thing I can do. She can open okay, a bottle of champers. Uh, so while we uh, just get that sorted, um, this podcast and the podcast we've been doing um, are not meant to be so much about swim, bike and run, but obviously the first part, excuse me, would, I'm saying excuse me because I've just been drinking beer. Um, <laughs> double park. Yeah, yeah. This podcast brought to you by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're looking for a new sponsor. Um, yeah, we're trying to make this podcast. Cheers and congratulations. Thank you. Sid. Um, I don't want it to be about swim, bike and run, but uh, it would have been silly for us not to talk about yesterday's, well, yes. Now when this gets published, it was like a week ago that you won. Um, and it also might, It might have settled in by then. Yeah, yeah. Sunk in. Yeah, come back to us. Um, but, and I was just saying to this Sid before um, we hit record, Sid's been a massive um, follower and supporter of Wits Up pretty much since the start. That's how, I think we met through Twitter to begin with. Um, and we've... Well, Wits Up has followed your journey from being, oh, I used the J word, damn it, has followed your path from becoming a top age grouper, um, like a world champion uh, in the age group ranks, uh, into becoming a professional athlete. But also myself personally, I've really enjoyed watching you um, go along, screw it, I'll say it, going along that journey. And I think, uh, I don't know if I've ever actually said this to you face to face, but I think the way that you've done it has been so smart so unassuming, so humble, and I just I think that a lot of athletes, uh, whether it be pro age group or people, can learn a lot about the way that you've approached this and stop playing. She keeps playing with stuff and making a noise on the table. Um, yes, yeah, going red. But no, I think it's important. And obviously, uh, Sid is a big contributor to Wits Up as well. Has helped me out heaps. So. Um, that's why we had to talk a lot more about how things went yesterday because it's a massive, massive step in your career, um, and I guess personally as well. Like it's been, it's been a, it's been a bit of an adventure. Yeah, yeah, it has. It's um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I expected. Kind of when I turned professional and people say, you know, how long are you going to do it for, and what are your goals and that sort of thing. And it was just a, it was a complete leap of faith. Um, just to see, yeah, what I could do, I guess. So, and it's weird. I don't think you. I'm gonna use it when you're on the journey. We we needed the source. Um, <laughs> it, 
when you're in it, you don't kind of, I guess, realize what you're accomplishing or what those progression and that development has been. And then it just takes, you know, yeah, sitting back and reflecting and going, yeah, would I, if you'd have told me I was going to win or told me I was going to do whatever races, you know, two years ago when I first turned professional, would I have taken that? Well, hell yeah. Yeah. I I don't know, does that make sense? You kind of, because you're caught up in doing it and you're just, you're living day by day and it's sometimes hard to see how far you are getting. Absolutely. It's like a lot of things. You're so invested and so busy doing and being that sometimes it is, it's hard to really see where you've come from. Yeah. For sure. And, And I don't mean to compare myself to you but I look at wits up in a similar fashion there's a lot of crossovers between a professional triathlete and and wits up as a business in terms of you're trying to secure sponsors I'm trying to secure partners and it's about pitching ourselves and our vision and all that kind of stuff very similar to you um and it's and it's really hard for me to step back sometimes and see what we've achieved with wits up you don't give yourself enough credit a lot of the time for I do I'm bang up myself (laughs) (laughs) you've got to and what you're doing and like you know we're saying just now you're doing you're still doing a lot of it yourself and learning and developing and stuff like that and I guess yeah I have a great team in terms of my coach and obviously friends and family but ultimately it's me doing the training and Mm. the brand and talk trying to contact sponsors or whatever that is as well yeah 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 do you cool. want your present? Because I did bring you a present. Yes! <laughs> People are listening. I'm very excited about Am I this. You're the first person. You're the first person. Yes. Everyone else is dead to me. Brilliant. Two wins in a weekend. Yeah! <laughs> and I know which one was the biggest win. <laughs> That's right. Correct. All right. So, my present, it's probably going to be a real anticlimax now. It is homemade. Oh, that's so cool. It's, it's a wallet. But it's made out of bike tires. It's a shame because it's a podcast and you can't actually see it. But I did make it. We'll take a photo. Oh, this is it. Oh, I said handmade earlier. Maybe I I'll- know you did. Yeah. So I did this is it. really so cool. <laughs> I'm not sure how long it'll last because it is homemade, handmade. Is this, is, am I a test subject? Have you um, made a few of these? No, no. It's one of the first ones I've done with a zip. Ah. And the zip is a little bit, doesn't quite run smoothly. That's so all right. We can work out. with this. Um, yeah. it's made out of bicycle tubes. Yeah. I actually remember a while ago you were asking if I had spare ones or something. Yeah. But- so I, so <laughs> every, for Christmas, we as a family have to make homemade Christmas presents now. And my sisters are all pretty artistic and I'm not so much, or just because <laughs> I'm always in different places in the world, it's pretty yeah. hard to kind of do stuff. But for Last Christmas, I made them all wallets out of bicycle tubes because I was like, it's something I have lots of, and obviously you see them online and stuff. So, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty um, agricultural, I guess. Um, and then yeah, so but that's the first one I've done with a zip in it as well. So it's not quite. It's all right. Perfect, it just needs yeah. a little bit of chain loop. Yeah, maybe that's, yeah, that's sweet. That's it. Yeah, I love it. It's really oh, yeah. cool. I can throw this in my. Pocket yeah. when I go riding as well. Yeah, and it's big enough for cards and stuff. Or nice, that's like that. so cool. So there you go. Well played, Sid. Very well played. First present. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so were you um were you creative as a kid? Yeah, I mean, I did. I did art 
GCSE, so that's up to whatever our exams at the age of 16 were in the UK. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm predominantly science-based, but I think all of us in the family have a artistic side, I guess. I'd love to do kind of uh, more of that side of thing. I just don't have time. Yeah. Um, My sister's, one of my sisters, I mean, I love going back to their houses and stuff and just seeing all the stuff they've done homemade stuff at home but it like actually what? looks oh so the things we've had for christmas like um lampshades with family photographs on Ooh, them that's cool yeah um then there was a whole knitting phase as they did and things like that um belts we've had made um what else Ooh, belts had? out of yeah Oops. so yeah that's a, another option yeah yeah but I thought I was actually thinking belts out of the um, outer rim, the tire, actual tire, rather than the uh, inner tube. That would make more sense. Yeah, yeah they, they, yeah. yeah so yep. I looked at that. That's um, cool. What did I do last year? I made like um, footstools out of Hessian coffee sacks because again, it was yeah. another thing I had to ha- well, not to hand, but it was associated with me. I like drinking coffee. coffee, and yeah, I went to a. Coffee I thought you were going to say, I've just got heaps of coffee yeah, no, sacks no. at home. I went home. to a, a cafe in Christchurch where I was and they just got a load of the the Hessian bean sacks sort yeah. of piled up. And so I was like, oh, I could do, that'd be cool to do something with that. So, and then, nice. so, yeah, made sort of just, so stuff like that. Um, yeah. A friend of mine actually made me um, uh, just cushions for the couch yeah. out of the, yeah, they're yeah. cool. So that's sort of stuff. Um, We've gone through failed amounts of cooking sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, Dad normally makes slow gin, which is always a winner. Although, because I'm overseas, it rarely makes it overseas to me. So I think my sisters have got like stockpiles of slow gin. Yeah. What's slow gin mean? Slow gin. So made gin, but made with slow berries. It's amazing. I've never even heard. What's a slow berry? Um, this is where I am going to be rubbish on that one. But it's... um. You can yeah. make it up and I still wouldn't know. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, but there's going to be some really smart listeners. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah. yeah, you just, you pick the berry and whatever you do to make the, and then, yeah, ferment or whatever it is to make gin. It's amazing. It's quite a sweet, also wow. goes good on ice cream, but obviously you just drink it as a liqueur. And then, like, yeah, cool. pickle, mum makes pickles or marmalades and that sort of stuff. And, yeah, chocolate. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a very stressful time of year and you normally have to start like planning now to what you're going to make. Yeah. I've already sorted my what I'm going to do for this Christmas, so I'm quite happy. Oh, but you can't, can't say, say no. Right. Yeah. You just have to see. Yeah. See. Presents are a funny thing. I <laughs> I said to Brett, because it's my birthday recently, I was like, hey, this is like, oh, I don't know, a week before my birthday. Have you got me a birthday present yet? And then I was like, oh, that sounds so obnoxious. But I found this jacket that I really, really wanted. And I just, I thought instead of him buying me something that, you know, is just for the sake of buying it, yeah, I thought, well, we'll just pay for that. But then I couldn't wait. So I just went and got it. And he's <laughs> like, well, I'll just give you the money. And then I'm like, well, then it's not really a present, yeah, is know. it? Like there's got to be some kind of thought behind it. But then a week prior to that, I had... If anyone who watches some of my Instagram stories, whenever I turn the blender on, Henry attacks it, and we may or may not have broken the blender. So he bought a new one, 
But so then he's tried to retrospectively give me the blender for my birthday. I'm like, no, no, that doesn't. <laughs> and you can't give your wife an appliance no, and say a, it's for a birthday. No, that's, that's like, a, yeah, no. marriage yeah. 101. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, we, yeah, I, I obviously, I love giving presents. Yeah, me too. And I, I like receiving presents. And, and but it, it, it is. <laughs> When I say that, I like the surprises. So, yeah. as in a physical presence, and it present, and it's it is hard with me being overseas, and I know you know mum struggles a bit, so they often just yeah. say we've put some money in your account or whatever, and yeah. but, and she'll buy me something small. Um, but I often quite like sort of you know my sisters will say, oh, what do you want for your birthday or Christmas? And I'm just like, surprise me, you know, yeah, you always come up with pretty cool ideas. Yeah. So, and I think we all know each other well enough yeah now i'd hope so after how many years of yeah. <laughs> being being family um that yeah you kind of know what is a cool present to get yeah somebody i mean it is yeah it's hard because yeah being overseas and i'm so mobile they i think they struggle sometimes to yeah. want to give me something yeah yeah physical because it just adds to the shit that i leave <laughs> yeah. at various places when you around out the of world. a backpack yeah. yeah yeah it's true yeah. i get to a point where I, I find something that I know someone unintentionally I'll find something that I know someone will love, like my Boz, because he loves Star Wars and superheroes. And I just like I saw some vans vans shoes um that had stormtroopers all over them. And yeah. And I was like cool. <laughs> I've just I just have to get them for yeah. him. And I couldn't wait till his birthday because I was too excited to yeah. give it to him. So I yeah, I much prefer the whole Give a gift because you know that they're going to love it. Yeah, and there's that thought that's gone into it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You don't need to wait specifically to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, sisters. Yeah. How many sisters do you have? Three older sisters. You're the baby. I'm the baby. By much? Uh, no, we're all pretty close. Uh, well, there's about two years between all of us. So yeah. Six wait. years. Wait. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, second, no. I'm like, two years. Hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a busy time for mumsy. No, yeah, so sort of two years between myself and Charlotte, and then yeah. I think there's actually two and a half to three between Charlotte and Naomi, and then yeah, two to four kids, four yeah, girls, four girls. That's intense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you are you um quite close to your parents and your sisters? Um, obviously not physically because you have no, to no, be. Yeah. No, like we are. I mean, we're not. I wouldn't say we were a ridiculously close family where you'd tell each other sort of very deep. And we all struggle with our emotions. I think openly. Yeah. My father for that. He's the most unemotional. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So is that a Brit thing as well? A little bit. Yeah. 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 So I think you know. Yes, it is. So I think you know, being very open about how you're feeling or, or things like that it comes quite hard to all of us but yeah i think definitely as we've got older there's a much bigger appreciation for each other and for family and i know you know i think we're a lot closer probably as we get older yeah um it's interesting isn't it yeah and yeah. you know i see and also you know you go through different phases of your life so two of my sisters have got kids so they've got a different kind of bond now because they've both got children so they're talking babies and kids stuff and and helping each other out that way um and then you know i played used to play sport with 
one of my sisters, so we'd got a different connection that way. And then Charlotte was just the next one up from me. So there was that. So you and that changes as you go on. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, we and now I mean I see two of my sisters live pretty close to my mum and dad. Yeah. Um, and I think we do more stuff together now as or that they do yeah as a family just because again your circumstances have mm. changed you're not necessarily at university or all over the place you value i think family a lot more and so make the effort to do more stuff together yeah yeah do you um do your sisters or are your sisters or have they been sorry involved in sport where, where do you think your sporting competitive nature comes from um yeah so i mean dad dad was quite sporty when he was yeah. he was a rower um a successful rower he yeah he rode sort of um at a pretty competitive club level i guess in the uk and he was in um his boat apparently was the one boat that missed just out on selection for the olympics in one of the years oh so wow it was done i think that's the story yeah um <laughs> I never really listened as a child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mum, I don't think I knew her as playing sport when I was growing up. I think she played a lot of sport when she was yeah. a kid. But now it's brilliant. Like since, you know, we've all sort of grown up and stuff and um, they sort of moved back to Nottinghamshire. Oh, I mean, that's probably about 10 years ago now. But she plays tennis at the local tennis club and is really involved in that. And Yeah probably plays and trains almost as much as <laughs> I do my triathlon. Yeah, which right. Is fantastic to see because she's 70. That's so, so cool. It's amazing. I um, love that. Uh, and my sister's sporty. Um, <laughs> Anna, my eldest sister, um, probably isn't sporty at all. Yeah. Um, enjoys skiing, but she, yeah, but probably not anything other than that. Naomi, yes. Yeah, so she was, she was really sporty growing up and I probably followed in her footsteps or looked looked up to her a lot yeah um she played netball for england and also then did athletics and i kind of i guess sort of went along to the track with her and got roped yeah. into athletics that way um charlotte is sporty but did i guess slightly or not alternative but maybe they were then did karate so she's a black belt in karate or was or is and played um women's rugby whoa so, yeah that's cool. Yeah, and and enjoys skiing and stuff as well, but doesn't do much today. Although <laughs> they, we were, we've obviously got you know family message going on on a messenger, and they were messaging yesterday while I was racing, obviously, and and how I was doing. And Charlotte was more excited; she'd got her longest run ever, which was a two point five k, like one of those color runs where you. Oh yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. It's all relative. Yeah. Exactly. Do they I'm think you're excited. mental? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they yeah. do. I think most yeah. openly tell me so. I think most people outside of the sport of triathlon think anyone who does swim, bike, run is mental. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you be a sprint distance amateur or... Yeah, pretty yeah, much. <laughs> queen of Kona. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's interesting how family dynamics work and where... Um, I don't know where that competitive side or that love for sport comes from because essentially you especially when with four sisters I mean I grew up with two brothers and I I'm a tomboy 
I say wearing jeans and a flannelette um, while we do this. Um, but out of the three of us, I'm the one that kept on with sport, whereas the boys, my brothers, didn't. Yeah, it's weird. I don't think – I can't remember necessarily as we were growing up being competitive against each other. Yeah. But I think we were just always encouraged to do – I just remember always loving sport from an early age and, you know, yeah, being, you know, taken to netball or hockey or whatever training it was. But I definitely remember sort of following in Naomi's footsteps in athletics and netball. And it wasn't that I don't think it was necessarily that I wanted or had to be better than her. Yeah. Um, I think I just looked up to her and just wanted to, yeah, try and do and just I guess I just opened doors and opportunities. Mm. Yeah, right. Okay. Pre-triathlon. Yes. You have an engineering background. Yes. Now, it was you I was asking what what actually is engineering. I was asking you about it, wasn't I, a while ago? Uh, I think it was you. Possibly. Because yeah. I think, like, I don't, I don't know. know if I don't I'm know alone. if I won this question. No, no, no. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm the, I'm, I'm the only oh, person. Yeah, we were yeah, we were yeah. about that. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I mean, engineer. I hear, you hear the term engineer and... Yeah. I, I've always thought it's it's been about trains and train tracks and stuff. Which, which it is. Yes. Yeah. But it is so much more than that. So it's it's very analytical and uh, do you know what? You're probably better if God, you describe I don't know. it than uh, Yeah, I mean I think me. I <laughs> I think for me it's just engineering is I guess the way it was described to me, I guess, when I did my degree, it was like it's a way of just logical thinking and a way of problem solving. But it's that kind of yeah analytical brain, but it's just um problem solving everyday solutions and that sort of thing, and yeah, and it is trains and it is aeroplanes or it can be or it's bridges and it's roads or it's electricity i mean it it's so broad from that respect, yeah. it's basically you know everything you or you can classify everything that you look at in a day to day world as had is a form of engineering, yeah. Maybe they but, just like to conquer the world and claim yes. everything. <laughs> but when you – so I remember I remember at uni <laughs> yeah. I did uh, – I was commerce, major in marketing. Waste of time. No, I don't want to say <laughs> yeah. waste of time because I don't think anything in life is a waste of time because no. it's got – That's right. Yeah, so yeah. I do believe that. But yeah. I, the only reason I went to uni is because I just always thought that was the next logical step. Yeah. And I d- didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I just kind of did that. But I always remember that it was the engineering guys, uni students, who always had the biggest party. Like that that was the party that you wanted to go to. I don't know if that's any different <laughs> anywhere else in the world, but it was the engineering party. Oh, which it was, was the, the medics. Go-to. The medics really? were the, the party to go to. They were the work hard, play hard. Yeah. Yeah, right. But no, I mean, I think – oh. Yeah, with engineering degrees. I mean, you we the engineers are always the one. You've got like a thirty-five hour a week lecture theater, so or lecture schedule. So I guess yeah. it was yeah that work hard, play hard, play hard. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean, like you, I don't think any degree or is yeah, it's all worthwhile because it's all just a process of how do you learn. Yeah, well, yeah, that's not necessarily the details. Like, I mean, I was the same. I didn't know what I wanted to do at university, yeah. but I felt I had to go to university because that was the conveyor belt and that was the expected yeah. Yeah. path. And I went to an yeah. academic school, and so it was 
yeah, you did your GCSEs, you did your A-levels, and then you went on to university. Yeah. And to be honest, I think the only reason I did did engineering was because two of my elder sisters did engineering. And yeah. I was science. I liked maths and physics at school. And it was yeah. kind of like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't want to just do maths. And I don't yeah. just do I don't want to just do physics as a degree. So engineering mm. is combines both of it and it opens the door and is so broad to yeah. what I can do afterwards. I think I should have sense. done engineering at uni. Yeah, there you go. Because, well, I I loved maths, loved it. Yeah. It was my favourite subject, obviously, other than PE. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I didn't like science so much, but I liked physics. Yeah. That subject is a part of science, obviously. Yeah, that was the same. Yeah. I didn't – I wanted – I wanted to do physiotherapy at one point, but I didn't like biology. So it was like, well, that's useless. Yeah, I couldn't cope with when they when it came time to cut out, open yeah. a rat. No. Oh, I was the plant uh, stuff that I just didn't, not interested oh, in. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then chemi- yeah, and chemistry. Meh. Meh. I didn't mind physics. it so much because there yeah. was a little bit of maths, obviously, yeah. involved in chemistry and stuff. But, yeah. Oh, I missed yeah. my calling. I should have gone to engineering. Well, my school bloody, <laughs> what do you call it, counsellor screwed that one up. Yeah. I don't think you missed your calling. I think you might have found oh. it. Now, but <laughs> like, it may have taken a little bit You could have been sitting in like a dark room, like plugging computer numbers Can you imagine? A, yeah, no. I would have stabbed no. a lot of people by now. You would have done. <laughs> <laughs> what you were you like? be locked away. Yeah. I definitely, if if that was what I was stuck doing, I'd I'd be in the corner rocking backwards and forwards. Yeah. More than you do normally. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've calmed down a lot. You have, yeah. Sort of. Kind of. Every now and again. No, yeah, I have actually. Yeah. I'm still full throttle. I think throttle, you're on the way up, actually, again. D- definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is good to see. <laughs> I'm not so sure when people go, oh, you're looking good. You know, you've got, um, what did someone say the other day? It wasn't more colour in your face, but essentially it was like, are you saying that I'm not as gaunt and white and pasty <laughs> and gross? And they're like, no. Actually, just speaking of that, one of my favourite things, <laughs> when I was single and I'd been at a bar with my friends and you'd be speaking to a guy at the bar and he would say something like, can I buy you a drink? My favourite response was, no, actually, no, not can I buy you a drink. He'd just be chatting, just yeah. normal chatting, blah, 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 blah. What do you do? Rah, rah, rah. And he'd say something and I would say, are you calling me fat? And <laughs> <laughs> Because, and it, just watching a guy's brain try and tick over going, what the hell did I just say to, to bring this out? What did I do? And by the end of it, you'd, you'd have a free drink, possibly too. Because that's the other thing when people say, oh, you're looking really well. It yeah, is like, like, oh, does that mean I put on weight? Y- yes. For some, yeah, well, for some reason, that's what we yeah. associate. Yeah. It, that's weird. Yeah. Women are messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to uni. Yeah. Um, what kind of student were you? Were you, <laughs> let me guess, let me guess. I reckon you were pretty good. I reckon you were pretty studious. Oh, I was such a swap. Yeah. You were? I got Wait, ni- did you sit at the front of the class? I, uh, not necessarily at the front. Um, I got 98% in my first year eight exams at university. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Which were pointless because they counted for like 10% of our degree or something like that. Right. But I just because I think I'd come from I'd come from that academic school and I 
I, I could just learn, I, you know, I, it's not the best way in life, but I could learn things, I guess, parrot fashion. I mean, as soon as I walked out of the exam room, I then forgot about it, so it was useless. What do you mean parrot? So you just repeat it? With, I could like, learn rote, stuff for it. Yeah, 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 I could learn stuff for an exam. But, okay. but it doesn't necessarily stay with me, so it's not. Yeah. So I've got it for that short term for the exam. And I yeah. I think, you know, I'd come, yeah, I'd come from an academic school. What do you mean by academic school? Um, just as in the focus was on doing well in your GCSEs and your A-levels and getting to university and getting a degree. As opposed to what do other In academic subjects, on? as opposed to in um, uh, physical subjects, more like Drama PE and sport and, and, sport and music and that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So more like your traditional, your traditional academic yep. line of, of education. Pri- private school? Yeah, yeah, it was. So yeah. uniform. What color was the uniform? Navy blue. Okay. Yeah, could be worse. We had duffel coats in the winter, like Paddington there. Yep, and berries. <laughs> or berry, and what? Berries. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, was Whoa. that junior school? That might have been junior school. I don't think we probably had that in senior school. And you could wear a summer boater straw hat in the juniors as well in the summer. Did you have much Kilts. sun in summer? No, not really in England. <laughs> yeah. And kilts, did you say? Kilts, yeah. For the boys? No, for the, it was, so we were an all-girls school. Oh, okay. For the boys' school, over the, so they were kind of over the road. Um, The poor guy, the boys in the junior school, so I don't even know, is that up to the age 11, had to wear shorts all year round. What? Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure that shouldn't be allowed, but. That's child... Yeah, C- cruelty? Would you no yeah. abuse? Abuse. Child cruelty is usually referred to animals. Animal yeah. cruelty, child abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Be yeah. Tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I when uh, when I was growing up, my brother was naughty, and we were at a public school. So then he got sent to a private school to see if they could fix him up oh, a yeah. bit. And he was there for like a year in year grade six, and then went on to high school at the private school. And so mum and dad were like, well, he's going to this high school, which is private, so we'll send the rest of your kids there. And I was – because I was going from primary school where it was mixed and hanging out with boys the entire time to have – and wearing shorts and a T-shirt and a jumper to going to an all-girls school with a brown dress – Brown, nice. Yeah. Yeah, Always good. Oh, and I I think I cried myself to sleep for a good three months. Anyway, my brother got kicked out of that school. (laughs) I went back to public school, thank God. Because, but like, I wonder if that would have changed things for me a lot. Who who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, I went to like my, where we lived originally with my primary school, that was like just a village village school yeah. and mixed school and that was yeah yeah boys and girls and stuff and it was when we moved moved house from nottinghamshire to yorkshire yeah. and um for whatever mm, reasons yorkshire pudding i know for whatever <laughs> reasons we ended up going to a private school and it was an all girls school i remember on my first day at my new school so charlotte who's the two years older than me she'd already started at the school and was like traveling up from home with my dad in the car or something because that was where his work was. And then I went, my first day at the new school was a little bit later, but it was like literally as we moved house. Yeah. 
And for some reason, my... So I was going... And then school uniform was navy blue. Yeah. But for some reason, my navy new school uniform jumper, my navy blue jumper had got, like, packed with the removalists. Yeah. So I turned up on my first day of this new school with a bright red jumper on because that was my old school jumper. I can't believe my mum... I was eight or something at the time. It's like the complete opposite to blue. If you (laughs) could say what is the opposite colour to blue, it would be red. Yes. And, um... And it was lunchtime at school and you weren't meant to be inside at lunchtime. So you, you obviously you all had to be in the playground. But I'd been told because it was my first day that I had to meet my, meet my new teacher in the classroom at lunchtime. Yeah. So I walked into school in my bright, you know, my jumper to meet this teacher. Oh, uh. well, the dinner lady was having none of it because I was inside and you weren't meant to be inside at, at lunchtime. So she kind of like pulled me out and was starting to like tell me off about how I shouldn't have been in school. What the dinner lady? Yeah, and because they were down, and on. I they were, well no they were kind of the I don't know playground monitors or whatever you want to call. Oh it. okay. <laughs> so she was sort of telling me off, and I was like, oh, I'm meant to be meeting my new teacher, and also I've got this bright red jumper on, so I'm thinking it's clear that I'm a new kid, <laughs> and I don't have. Like, anyway, woo woo! It's yeah. pretty obvious. But yeah, that was wow. a good first day at school. Oh man! But yeah, but yeah, I was pretty studious, I guess. Pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just conscious of not not being classed as the sporty kid. I wanted to show oh. that I was kind of more than just yeah that as well. Yeah. But I did music and everything as well, so I did yeah and tried to do everything. Interesting yeah. in a because yeah. I loved mass, but I was known as the jock. Like yeah. I was this sporty one and that was cool i loved it sporty spice got thrown around a lot once the spice girls came on on the scene but um i always did really well really well at mass and i'd sit at the back of the class and all the nerds hated me i shouldn't be saying jocks are nerds but you know that's what yeah yeah anyway that's school um they hated it because i was always messing around in class but it's because i always got things finished and i this may surprise you, but I get bored very easily. <laughs> so, like, I would make um, – it was almost like guns out of a rubber band and a pencil, and I would fly them into the ceiling because it was like that – it was almost polystyrene yeah. type ceilings. Yeah. yeah, those squares. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And see yeah. how many pencils I could get stuck in the ceiling before I got busted. I think I got up to nine one day. And then as I was getting in trouble, one of them fell on the teacher's head. So that was off to the – but I'd get sent to the principal's office and he'd be like, oh, just sit there for five minutes and you can cruise back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, no, I was very much like, yeah, the, I guess, not quite goody two-shoes, I guess, but yeah, didn't really, was too scared <laughs> to do anything. I remember my sister got a detention once for school because she drew a penis on the notice board. <laughs> That's how ridiculous it was. Oh man! Yeah. What do you think? I would never have dared do anything <laughs> no. like that, which is what's so funny. Yeah. Would you? You'd probably be the one that would get busted trying to erase yeah, it I, before yeah, the teacher yeah, came. I would be, and then get yeah, yeah that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny! I miss school. Yeah. Schools. Were, I had a great time at school. Yeah, I'm not. No? I'm quite happy. Yeah, not that fussed about it. Yeah. Yeah. I. Sorry, let me. I shouldn't say I miss it, but I, I, I look back at school with fond memories. Like I love my life now. Yeah. But I didn't. I really enjoyed school. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it at the time, but yeah, I. Yeah, it wasn't. 
it was great from a sporting perspective, but yeah, there were times when I was just like, yeah, yeah, right. I'm quite glad it's I don't have to go through that again. Girls are bitchy. Yeah, that's why I hang out with dudes. Yeah, and, and that's engineering, military, sport. It's all a predominantly male yeah atmosphere because there's just no bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And okay. You, you know, and it's just yeah. I think whether that was an all girls school or the type of school I was at, it was just like yeah, yeah. Not not necessarily the traditional happiest days of your life. Yeah, right. Yeah. Military. Yeah. We've never really discussed the military. No. It's on your, written on your website. It is. And I I did make a mental note to bring it up, but I completely forgot about it until you just <laughs> mentioned it. Um how were you involved in the military? Um so I did a gap year in the army um between school and university. So it was just a it was a specific gap year commission. You had to have finished, yeah, you had to have finished obviously school and got a place at university already. And you just went in for, it was nine to 15 months or so. <laughs> Steph's trying to, t- are you taking a picture? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just doing a very quick Instagram story. Oh, Sorry. Instagram story. <laughs> I'm not very subtle. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so it was a gap year commission between school and university. Um, as an officer in the army so we had a very short intense four weeks training at the royal military academy which is normally like a 52 week or 48 week training course and we did four weeks oh my god (laughs) yeah and then we're you know we're posted out into real world the or the military excuse me the armed forces and it was yeah it was one of the probably still is one of the best years of my life yeah yeah right yeah what do you what's the number one thing that you think you've l- learned from being in the military whether it be about yourself or about life or um i think giving respect a huge amount of respect to people so we were you know 17 18 years of age but going into the military and it's a you know it's a hierarchical system still yeah. um as a sec as second lieutenants as yeah. officers um, but with literally no experience just out of school and you were in charge of 30 odd men and women who had been in the army for, you know, they could have been in for their whole careers. And yeah. so they were so much older than you and so much more experienced in the military. And if you went in as a senior ranking person in charge of them, thinking you knew everything, you were just going to get shot down and yeah. and stuff. So although on paper you were the higher rank, it was just about you know, you learned to ask them, you know, not be afraid to ask them the questions because you didn't yeah. know anything. Yeah. And if you came across as pretending to know everything, then you they just weren't going to work. Yeah, you weren't yeah. going to last long. So I think it was that like just treating them with respect and being aware of who you are, were and where you'd come from yeah. and what experience they'd had. Yeah. And, and working that way yeah that right sense. 100% and I, and I think I saw it like some of the people on my gap year sort of went in thinking they were Mr or Mrs Hotshot and yeah. they were the officer and they'd come out of whatever school and we'd done this training and they were in charge and yeah. just suffered because of it and didn't get did they didn't get the respect from yeah. their soldiers yeah whereas if you went in and gave the credit to the to the soldiers that you were in charge of and let yeah. them make the decision. But, I mean, ultimately, you had that say. 
Yeah, but you, but let you ask them, them for their yeah, yeah. experience, and you know, yeah. and, you, and you admit, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. What you know, you've got the experience. Yeah. What do you suggest? Yeah. And you get the information, and then you and then you make a decision, but yeah. you've included them in in that process. I I I feel like I know exactly what you mean, um, and it's one reason I did not last long working in a in an office. Yeah. Um, when I first moved to Melbourne, I worked at a pub for a little bit, but then I just got a, um, it was like a data entry gig. It was uh, just contract sort of stuff uh, until I figured out what I wanted to do. And, you know, I, and I stayed there. I was probably there for about 14 months and hated a good eight months of it, uh, but I still didn't know where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, and I had to pay bills. But the thing that I struggled with was my manager at the time just had no idea how things actually operated. Um, so, I, like, I think I struggle with that authority from people who don't respect the people, like the workhorses. Yeah. You know, the people who are actually doing the work. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, yes, the manager's obviously in a much more senior role, but you can't just respect the people above you. You've got to respect the people who are actually doing the work and listen to them and, and I guess it's like in anything, like you come, you going into being a pro, like you know how to swim, bike and run. Obviously, you're learning how to get better at it. But you draw, like you learn from a lot of different people from above, below. You can't really say above, below. But yeah. from every different facet of this industry, you, to me, seem like you are always trying to learn from everyone so that you can become a much more rounded person and athlete. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean, and and like you said, in the office environment, like if you, the people that are doing the doing, they've got all the ideas on how things should work yeah. and how things can change and that sort of thing. So if you're not, if you're not listening, listening you're to them, yeah. like I mean, the one of the biggest compliments I guess I got when I was in the army, we were doing a, um, as a, a I'm going to think now, but the the workshop that I was in, we were doing an, an we were on an army exercise and we had to do they had to do an assault course so they're in teams of six or whatever and they had to carry you know in typical army or military fashion a stretcher around this assault course and had to go yeah. over various obstacles and that sort of thing and obviously i was the officer so i wasn't effectively part of a team but sort of was overseeing it and they were and it was timed and they were going off one after the other so but I'm sporty and I wanted to be involved yeah. and I wanted to, to do stuff as well. So I went, so the first group went off and I went off with them. And I mean, they, they went sort of a fairly leisurely, you know, a fast walk kind of jog. Yeah. But we went around the whole course and I can't remember how, how long it was. But I wanted to be there and I was encouraging them all the time and like sort of trying to help out where I could over different, you know, the, some of the harder obstacles. And we got to the finish and it was, you know, and that was great. But then I made sure I got quickly, you know, got a lift back to the start so I could go through again with one of the later teams. Yeah. And just, and and one of the soldiers at the end of it said, he gained so much more respect for me that day because I was prepared to get involved and do what they were doing. Get your hands dirty. And get my hands dirty rather yeah. than just sitting back. And I could have just been at the finish line waiting for them all to come across. Yeah. But the fact that I went through with the first group yeah, and then went back through the second group, who decided to sprint the whole way as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but that meant so much to me because he was, you know, probably the same age as me. He was probably 17 or 18. Yeah. And again, I think being female in that environment, you know, you maybe you had to work harder to earn that respect, but it wasn't it's something, something to I... prove almost. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I just did it because I wanted to be involved and I wanted yeah. to... You can't be prepared to tell someone to do something if you're not prepared to do it yourself. I agree. I think. So, yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. And then on the other side of it, um, from from my point of view, I find it really hard to delegate. Yeah. So, you know, w- with Witsub, for example, you know, I've been the, the worker bee and building it and all that kind of stuff, but now we're starting to get more and more people involved, like Rob, who's our race editor, who's amazing. Yep. Um, but it's it's been really hard for me to let go. But as a manager or, or whatever, you need to, I guess, understand the processes, but not necessarily be doing it all because you need to be working on the bigger picture. And I like I battle with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, you know, in interview, like when you get interviewed for for a job, and they say to you, "What's your strengths and weaknesses and stuff?" Hundred percent, I would say my weakness is delegating. Yeah, for sure. But that, I mean, it's hard though, because like when you've, when it's been your thing and it's your personality, and it's your character. It yeah. is hard to let that responsibility or that, that yeah, delegation yeah. go. But you, you have have to to a certain extent, extent to, and be happy that there will be mistakes, and that's how they're going to learn. But it's just hard <laughs> when it, it it's different when it's in a bigger corporate environment because it's yeah. not necessarily something that you've built. Yeah, personally. yeah, true. So yeah, it's yeah. much easier to get people to learn and develop through making mistakes because it's mm. not necessarily a reflection on your what you've built. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think for you with Wits Up, it, it's you and that's what people know Wits Up to yeah. be. Like even last night, it was like, oh, you're the Wits Up person. You're the Wits Up. Who said that? Oh, yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> that's how you... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's how you're known because you've been the figurehead because it's, yeah. it's what you've built and developed. Yeah. And so it's hard then for you to delegate and let people make those mistakes because it ultimately that reflects yeah. Well, on it's what a public you've arena, built. isn't it? Yeah, and it's a public yeah. arena. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a bit different in a internal corporate environment because it's not got that public yeah perception. Getting pretty deep here. So deep. <laughs> While you're talking, I'm hiccuping. <laughs> Uh, I'm busting out the toilet. We are actually going to have to wrap things up because I'm Rabbling just looking at the time lot. and it's it's yeah, yeah you've what do you say you gabbed on is that is that a is it, no babbled on babbled on yeah babbled I don't know I was just trying Gibbled. to do a British thing I, I forget that you're actually British I always think you're Aussie I know yeah you are kind of yeah um we're gonna wrap things up uh, we could keep chatting but there's people texting us saying that you need to go and have a drink with them. Because you just won your first Ironman yesterday. <laughs> um, question I ask everybody, you probably know because... And I know, and I'm kicking myself because I thought, I know she's going to ask that question and I need to put some like, intelligent thought behind it. You also need to talk into and the I microphone. I also need to talk into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Is this a wanky question to ask though? Because I think I'm only going to ask maybe the next two or three people and then I'm going to stop asking it because I feel like it's a little bit self... Um, centered when i ask what you think of wits up what like expecting everyone to bring presents yep (laughs) (laughs) yes well played siddle no i don't think so 
Really? Yeah, but of course you're going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, when we shut this down off air, you're going to say something different to me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm going to make the call. This is the last oh. time I'm going to ask this question. I'll think of a different question to ask. I was going to say but, you should, like, people now expect the question and then just spring a different one on. Ah, okay. But so yeah, the question is, <laughs> what what do you think of Wits Up and what we're trying to achieve? It's shit. I don't know why you started it. No. The end. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think if I didn't believe in it, I wouldn't be involved in it, yeah. and it wouldn't have appealed to me to make an original connection and to get in contact with you to start with. I think it's I just have that passion, and I think for or see the value in people wanting to make a change, yeah, and do something, um, and having the confidence to stand up and do something on their own and be brave and bold enough to do that. And I think that's what I saw you trying to do with Wits Up and admiration for doing that. Cool. But I think it's, yeah, it's it's about promoting women women in sport and in triathlon and giving them that, that voice, and but just being the energy and, and for making that change. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. I'm just soaking it all up, <laughs> relishing the moment. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. It's, it's 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 an interesting thing learning, um, the perception. Yeah. And everyone's perception is slightly different, and yeah, and, you know, it's, yeah. It's cool. And we, you know, we spoke about a few things beforehand about <laughs> um, the comparison between certain aspects of the men's and the women women's yeah. racing and, and coverage, and I think. You know, that's what you're trying to change and just to see somebody with that passion doing it by their own drive and stuff is is impressive and inspirational and you want to support and you get inspired by that and want to want to be involved. Well, I'm glad I've impressed you and inspired you, <laughs> Laura Siddle. You bought me beer. Remember the little guy. Yeah. <laughs> We're winning all round. Oh man, we're gonna have to cut this off um, because this has added up to be probably our longest podcast. But that's okay; it was worth it to, you know, got to dance around and have a bit of fun with it. You've just won your first Ironman. Did I mention that you're maiden maiden win? No, no, I don't think you did actually. Just when at the time of recording this podcast, you twenty four hours prior to that, you'd just won Ironman Australia, your maiden win. Uh, <laughs> that made me an Aussie. Is that what? Is that what I we're think saying? so. Honorary, me, yeah. honorary Aussie. Mm-hmm. Uh, next race, you have to carry the Aussie flag down the finishing chute. I dare you. <laughs> you may right. be disowned. You're on. Okay. okay. Done. Done. Laura Siddle. <laughs> What's your middle name? Um, <laughs> Alison. Mary, because oh. I'm named after a railway company. London, Midland, Scotland. You had no choice but to be an engineer. That's hilarious. So my initials, LMS, are a yeah, railway company because my dad was a bit of a train spotter. That is hilarious. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's funny. I like yeah, that. And my dad has a steam engine. So yeah. What do you mean he has a steam engine? He has a steamroller. We used to polish it and take it to rallies and stuff like that. What do you, what wrote, do, what do you mean? So a uh, road roller. So it used to be one of the, one of the machines that used to flatten 
like when you were laying a road in the olden days. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I just, sorry, I had visions in my head of well, like a steam train. Well, yeah, like, I mean, that's, train that's his, was his passion as well, kind of the steam trains. We used to stand okay. on platforms and wait for old steam trains to come through. So Thomas the Tank Engine as a kid growing yeah, up. Yeah, pretty much. Ooh, still now. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Toot toot. Lego. Transformers. <laughs> I talked about Lego with uh, Caroline as well. Anyway. Yeah. I want to go. When I when I race Challenge Denmark, it's quite near to Legoland. Ah, I've been to Legoland. So, yeah. Have you? Did you not see the little clips that I did? No. From Challenge Denmark last year? I made little animated Lego videos. No, how did I miss those? I don't know, but we'll have words we'll have wor- after oh, this. Shit. We better go. <laughs> People need to go to the toilet. <laughs> Or if people are running, they're like, I, I've already warmed down. It's time. <laughs> this is my longest run I'm, ever. Yes. <laughs> I've overdone my program. I'm in the ice bath. Shut up. Sid, thank you so much for joining us. Um, enjoy your night of festivities, uh, which hopefully won't be too late because we've got to get up early again tomorrow morning and do some more stuff with you. Uh, but thank you so much. Really appreciate it. No, thanks, Steph. And for all you do. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Big thanks to Sid for her time back in May and since then she's had a few more wins and podiums to her belt. So it's great seeing her career progressing along just nicely. Uh, We'll be seeing her soon enough again in Kona. Speaking of Kona, I'm flying out of here tomorrow night and spending four weeks on the island gathering content and feeding it all the way back to you guys. We've got some pretty cool things planned and we're partnering with some great companies as well. Cervelo are our major partner and we've also got on board Ceramic Speed. Stay tuned for some cool stuff we've got going on with them. And our apparel sponsor this year are the good folk over at Core Sports. So thanks to those guys and keep an eye out for that. Aloha and we'll see you on the big island.